Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Pastor, how you been? I'm doing great, Mike. Good to be with you. Yeah, and I uh, hope you've had a good week. I have. Yeah, it's good to see you. You look dapper today. Well, I was at a funeral, so uh, that makes it, uh, makes it tough. Yeah, it does. It does. I'm sorry to hear that, but you still look dapper. <laughs> I walk in and you're you're walking around the building as always, shaking hands, kissing babies, Pastor. Looking important. Looking important. Everybody thought you got promoted. I said, no, he didn't. He's still just my sidekick. He is just my sidekick. Hey, I'm excited about today's show. Let me tell you a little bit about it real quick. Pastor, I had uh, uh, Trish, who sits across from me, Trisha, who sits across from me, uh, came up to me, I don't know, a couple months ago and said, hey, I may have somebody for faith in the zone. And she goes, I can't remember his name, but he was really good. He talked, he gave his testimony at Southbrook. And I said, excellent. And she she texted a few people and, and, and somebody to get back to her and, and kind of forgot about it. And uh, all of a sudden, Sally, who's another sales rep here, walked in with, with our guest. And Trisha was going, that's him. That's him. And I go, that's who? She goes, that's the guy I was telling you about. And I said, I know, Johnny. And she goes, you do? Well, you should have that guy in faith in the zone. So our special guest for the entire hour, he's a local guy. He's doing really good work. And uh, I'm excited about today's show. He's Johnny Bridgewater from Bridgewater Performance, but way more than, than that in this young man's life. Johnny, how you been? I'm blessed, man. Thank you. It's finally uh, sunny and warm outside. Wisconsin's uh, throwing my mental off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah my, my too. But man, it feels good, doesn't it? Hey, let's talk a little bit about your upbringing, Johnny. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? Stuff like that. So I grew up in Milwaukee. Uh, my mom was 15 when she got pregnant. My dad was 15, uh, had me when she was 16. So definitely when you hear a story like that, uh, typical inner city kid or typical, typical anything. And, you know, the odds were, the odds were definitely against me according to uh, statistics. But, you know, I... Very grateful for the for the grandfather that I had and grand grandmother that I had. Um, kind of showed me the way. They, they showed me Christ and they showed me, you know, how to be born again and things like that. But at the end of the end of the day, I was just a bitter kid. Um, just kind of shut everybody out and did my own thing. Uh, I knew God was there. I, you know, even when I was at Southbrook, I, when I tell a story, you know, I always say keep God in your corner, right? But I, I I shoved him in the corner. Like I, you know, I kept him in the corner and he was always there. You know, it's kind of like pulled him out when I needed him and I put him back in the corner, yet he never left me. So even though I put him in that corner and sometimes shoved him down in there, 
he'd come out and be like, hey, remember, I'm here. You know, uh, growing up in Milwaukee was kind of tough. Uh, like I said, my grandparents did a good job. And Were, were you Chinese? Where'd you go to school? No, go I to went school? to uh, Whitnall High School after uh, a stretch of MPS where I got myself kicked out. And yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know what? But a heck of a football player, right? Yeah, I was decent. Yeah, yeah. Got, uh, got a chance to play in college. Yeah, I, uh, uh, I had a uh, ride to Ball State, and I went for spring camp, and then that's when I had my son. So it wasn't so much of put the helmet on, shoulder pads, get out on the field, um, as far as like the football career goes. But I did have a chance to experience the whole college experience as far as football goes and then i did play professionally for arena football in california for a couple of years that was fun yeah do you know i worked in that arena games you know that oh did you yeah, yeah. i was the director of sales marketing with the mustangs here in milwaukee oh that's for awesome a couple of years yeah and uh we went uh winless the first year yeah it's a long year brother yeah, it's, it's a co- long year yeah, to it's... start start a franchise and, and and go winless but um that that is a fast tough game yeah it's it's yeah you That's get, actually how I had my career-ending shoulder injury was in an arena football game. Really? Yeah. I uh, uh, The guy went in motion, so instead of making the smart play and trying to intercept the ball, I wanted to intercept his head off with my shoulder, and my shoulder got caught in a pile, and it ripped out of socket, and now I have a fake shoulder. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were trying to put him in the in the stands or something. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, that, a yeah. lot of stuff like that going yeah. on. Yeah, on uh, Johnny, on the arena football, uh, you know, I just did some indoor soccer one time, and I mean, man, if you were up against the, you know, the wall or whatever, I mean, guys would come and just uh, supposedly going for the ball, but man, they would just uh, put your face right into the wall. I mean, <laughs> oh, how, yeah. I mean, how, how with arena football, I mean, how how do guys not have their necks snapped and all with with the walls right there? I mean, is there some rule that you can't hit a guy when he's at at the point of the wall or what's uh, it? no? Uh, you can't essentially, like, after they've hit the wall, you can't re-hit them because at a certain point the ball is out of bounds. Oh, so uh, the wall would be out of bounds. Essentially, if the ball kind of goes over yeah. the railing, it's out but, of bounds. But, but, you, it, but they, they encourage you to oh, put they, guys they, in, they the, encourage, in the The wall the is seats. like the arena's eight people on the field. It's eight athletes at the same time. So, you know, as a defensive specialist, what I was called was glorified safety is that's your ninth man is the wall. You know what I mean? Without pass interference, if you if you force them to the wall without touching them, and it kind of kind of called it like a kill shot, you know? Yeah, and you know, and being a defense specialist in in arena football, you have to have a really short memory because yes. you're going to give up oh, right. 70, 80 points, right? And all you got to get one stop sometimes, right? If you can get one stop, you get a chance. If yeah. you can only you know give up a field goal, you got a chance to win the game. My goal is two a quarter, two a quarter. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I mean the, it was, you know, it's like NBA scores sometimes. Right. When we were, uh, I, I, I flew with the, the, the Mustang team to Worcester, Massachusetts, and we were up by six with the ball with under a minute to go, and we're going to win our first game. And our quarterback hit a receiver, and at the two-yard line, defensive back knocked it out of his hands. Next play, they scored. So now we're down one with 30 seconds to go. They kick off, it hits the post. They recover it in the end zone for a touchdown. So we went from being up six with under a minute to go and scoring another touchdown to end this thing yeah. to losing once again. Yeah, it was really that was a long flight home. I'll tell you that. Yeah. What, what is uh, you know I don't uh, you know it seemed like arena football was pretty big. I mean, several years ago. I mean, I could see on television. What what is the status of arena football right now? Um, I I've been kind of frustrated lately with football in general. Just 
arena football died down. They still have it. Uh, it's I, still I, around. I, I, believe, yeah. I, I believe they stream it on Facebook now or it's streamed somewhere. So it's not necessarily on. A, I've on. seen like Philadelphia Soul. I've seen yeah, some of these teams that the are arena still. Arena Bowl and stuff yeah. like that is on TV or maybe the playoffs. But it kind of they used to have AFL on ESPN and yeah, all that uh, fun yeah. stuff. And you know now they don't even have NFL Europe anymore. Right. Um. I, you know, it's for a sport that America loves so much, the the semi pro or minor league aspect of it is slowly fading away, and it actually kind of hurts my feelings because you know there's so much talent out there, and sometimes it's about who you know to get you in front of the right people because there's talented people that I know that should probably be playing in one of those. Uh, one well, of those there were some and... players back in the day when I was there. In fact, the quarterback for the Iowa Barnstormers, yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame of the NFL. Yeah. You know, he, he uh, Kurt um, Warner, boy, yeah. yeah, Kurt Warner, my goodness, yeah. trying to yeah. blank. He, uh-huh. I watched him play in arena football. Yeah, he was unbelievable. Yeah, he's I good. mean, he was unbelievable in arena football. And here's a guy that they picked out of the Iowa Bar- Barnstormers, and he got a tryout with. The, he tried out with the Packers. In fact. And he and he signed with the other team, and he and he played for you know he won a Super Bowl. He was unbelievable. So in that league, I, I agree. I'll tell you what, that's a tough league to walk worthy. Yeah. If you, to walk worthy and say, look, I'm a, I'm a strong Christian, that's a tough league to to be um, in that mold because there's a lot of stuff going on in the towns. I know here in Milwaukee, we had some guys that were drafted in the NFL, still had a lot of money, yeah. and they're playing arena. And they're not being watched much. Right. You know, they come to practice two hours a day. We had to get them. We had to get them apartments. We got them cars. Mm-hmm. They had money, and they had a lot of time on their hands. Yeah. A lot of temptation when you're when you're a professional football player. Uh, a lot, especially on the on the road. Um, in in your own city, people know you. Right. So you almost want to hold a higher standard, right? But in no disrespect to arena football, but if you went to let's just say Arizona for a second and you're going to go there and play the Rattlers or whatever it is. And you're in Arizona. You're not from Arizona. Nobody knows who Johnny Bridgewater is. So right. Johnny Bridgewater can be Johnny Bridgewater. Yeah. Well, let's say when I played in LA, I, a lot of people know the football team out there because LA is a huge sports city and you kind of have to keep your P's and Q's a little bit tighter. Right. Speaking of the, uh, the the team from Arizona, Danny White was the, the coach yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. And um, they were flying in and for a game, and and he was uh, he had he was sitting in first class. One of his assistant coaches was back in coach, and the assistant coach came up to talk to him. And the steward said, "Hey, you got to go back." And Danny White said, "Hold on a second, I, we're talking about." And he said, "No, you, you got to go back now. He's he can't be up here." And so they got in this confrontation, and Danny White stood up and 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 said, "Look, just you know, knock it off. You know, they got into it a little bit." Yeah. Well, when they landed, the sheriffs were there waiting for him, and they they took him into the holding cell and kept him there till like six o'clock. We had a seven o'clock kick. He, he man, he was like, "I'll never come back to Milwaukee," and I'm like, "Hey, that's not us, right? You should have just had your guy go sit down." Plus, we didn't. I didn't hold you, and he was he was just he couldn't get out of this town quick enough, man. He was ready to go. We were talking to Johnny Bridgewater. Hey, if you want to know more about what he's doing, Bridgewater Performance, uh, it's, it, it is a new place that you can go for, for working out, nutrition, a lot of things. We're going to talk to him about that. Bridgewaterperformance.com is where you want to go. Um, also, we're going to talk to him about his walk, his testimony. The next segment, we're going to talk to him a little bit about that. And then Generations Against Bullying. He's doing a lot of things. 
to make this city a better place. And we will continue our conversation with him on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. More now of Faith in the Zone. Discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner for Brookside Baptist Church, our special in-studio guest. He's a local guy doing good work for this community, Johnny Bridgewater. Bridgewater Performance is the name of his company. Go to bridgewaterperformance.com for more information. You know, Johnny, you had touched a little bit about your growing up and your grandfather and grandmother big in your life. Yes. When we had a chance to talk off the air uh, a couple of days ago, and you talked a lot about, look, I I knew this, and, and you talked about, you know, putting God in the corner for a little while. You moving to California had a big impact on who you are right now. Yeah, it you know, I, I did a lot of soul searching. It was insane. I, you know, I remember it like I'm there right now because it was just such a special moment. And literally I was sitting on the beach and just looking out to the waves and just praying to God, you know, and I, there was no like special cloud. There was no special sound. I didn't hear any voice, you know. You know, a lot of sometimes you hear those stories where someone talked to me, someone this. No, I just felt this feeling in my body um, of just just something come over, like a warm feeling where it was like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm sitting here for a reason, and my wife's, who, she's my wife now, but she was my girlfriend at the time. And when I went to California, she had stayed back. And it was a point in time where I was like, do I leave her? Do I wait for her? Do I? And, and at that moment, I needed her. Um and so I went back and we had this conversation and God blessed her to move out there with me to bring her to me. And I started going to church with her from that moment on. And then she accepted Christ. And now she's my person to remind me like, Hey, you know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? We, we had that conversation yeah. where there are days that I, and you, and you said it to me and I went, my goodness, that's my wife. Yeah. There are days that I'm struggling Mm-hmm. And out of the blue, she'll say, hey, I, hey, I was thinking about you. Hey, right. I was praying for praying you. Praying for you, yeah. Random <laughs> text when it's like almost you know, the ESP or whatever they call it. She has like this sixth sense of, hey, Johnny's having a really bad day. Let's just see how he's doing. Even it's like, hey, thinking about you, how are you? Yeah. Just makes me smile. Yeah, I agree. You know, yeah. Pastor, we, and, and I'm going to ask you a question, Pastor. We, we hear every week we hear a different story on how somebody has been led to the Lord. And Johnny has has a, more of a background like I have than like you have. And, and I think you know where I'm going with, with that part of it. Um, we're doing some things we probably shouldn't be doing for a while. And I love the fact when he says, look, I didn't have a special cloud. There, 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 no voices came to me. But it was a feeling like it was time. And what he said to me on the phone, it was the time to let the Lord out of the corner, yes. to, to end my life. And I just, that that brings tears to my eyes because I know, look, I've lived in the city of Milwaukee my whole life. I know 100 guys like Johnny, and 98 of them aren't doing the kind of great work that he's doing now. And I think, Mike, what's, what's great about the gospel is the Bible says we've all 
send. So no matter what our background is, whether you know y- your background or Johnny's background might have been even more difficult, and man, we did this, we did that. Uh, I mean, for someone who grew up in church as myself, I'm still a sinner. I mean, I, I, was, I was, I mean, young as a young boy, I was stealing ladies' purses in church. You know, I'd slide underneath the, you know, the, the, the pews and, and slide them back to the back. And I felt bad, you know, Johnny, my dad was a pastor. So the folk, especially when visitors would come back to him and say, hey, can't find my purse. And he'd go, ah. And uh, I, I wouldn't take anything out of them. I just thought they all looked pretty lined up together on the back wall. <laughs> you know, and, I do that at Brookside now. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, I'm the guy. You're the guy? Okay. I'm the guy I, in case I know anybody was wondering. But nobody had to convince me I was a sinner. I mean, I tell people when you grow up in a pastor's home, you either end up, you know, in the ministry, you end up in prison. Right. Um, because you got such an expectation there. But I, I tell you what, I, I knew I was a sinner. I knew that uh, the message was not something that was just for my dad or my mom or the church family. I knew it was for me, too, that yeah. I had to come to a point in my own life, because God has no grandchildren. I I had to come to a point in my own life to say, I'm a sinner. I I see what Jesus did for me, and I put my faith and trust in him. And, and then after that, it's a growth process. It doesn't mean that I never, you know, I never sin. But, right. but my relationship, just like with your... How many children you have? Three. Three. Just like with your kids, you're you're their dad, even though they might be in trouble with you, and, and they're going to be under some discipline. They're still, and that's how it is with our heavenly Father. I mean, He doesn't cast us off and say, "No, I don't want you now." Right. He, he you know, He can spank us, and unfortunately, Mike and Johnny, I can tell you, the, those spankings I've gotten from the Lord have been pretty, pretty intense to bring me back to where I need to be. But I guess my my main point is. God, God takes people from all areas of life. I mean, the gospel's for anyone. You know, somebody in prison, you know, somebody who says, man, I, I, I do really good. I, I'm going to get to heaven on my own goodness. No, 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 no. We're, we're, we've all fallen short of what his standard is. His standard is perfection. You know, and I tell people a lot when they come in for fitness, for example, it, it's not like selling a car, Right. Faith and fitness are like exactly the same. If I have somebody come in to me and say, Johnny, I want to lose 100 pounds, can you do it? Well, guess what? I can't show them any magic trick and snap my finger and say, boom, this is done, right? No, they have to have faith that I am going to do what it takes to get them from A to B. It's the same thing as as faith in God. It's like you can't see it. You can read it in the Bible, just like you mm-hmm. can read fitness stories in a fitness book, or you can read stories on how Jesus did this and Jesus did that, right? But how do you know if you don't have faith, right? It's, right. Otherwise, it's just a story. You and, know what I mean? And, and, it, and to take that even further, look, I, I have to do the work, mm-hmm. right? I've got to, I've got to, when, when it comes to, to to my faith, I've got to be willing to do the work to 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 continue to talk to pastor to 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 get to get you know to read the bible to listen to him and and pastor's a really good preacher and, and I enjoy Sundays until he goes too long and then it's <laughs> yeah. he kind of goes over sometimes but you know coming. what I'm saying and same thing with trying to lose that weight you know you you can't you can guide and direct correct right and if I have faith and you know what you're doing and I jump in, I'm going to see the success that I need. And, and, and the great thing about saving faith is when Jesus was on the cross and he said, it is finished. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, it's almost done now, it's up to you. Right. He, he's saying, I've taken it all on myself. And now as a, as a new babe in Christ, I have the re- responsibility to start growing in my life. 
But as yeah. far as my salvation to live with him one day, he said, no, 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 boys, I did it. It's on me. You can come to heaven and come and live with me through my sacrifice for you. We are talking to Johnny Bridgewater. Again, he has opened a new uh, new facility called Bridgewater Performance, and we're going to talk a lot about that in the second and third uh, segments of this show. Go to bridgewaterperformance.com. Johnny, did you know that this was the field? And, and it's funny because we talk a lot to guys on the show about the platform the Lord's given them. you got a wonderful platform because you get a chance to interact with people, a lot of people on a daily basis. Did you know, how long ago did you know that this was the field that you wanted to get into as, as far as training people and, 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 and trying to help them get healthy? Um, I've been doing this for 15 years now. 14 years, I apologize, 14 years, 2005. Um, I actually started this once I realized that uh, football was done for me. Uh, well, actually, no, I take that back. It wasn't done for me yet, but like as far as like the collegiately goes and stuff like that, it was right. done. Um, so I actually went to school for kinesiology. I stayed, and then I also have seven certifications. But you know what, though? I didn't know that this is what I want to stay in. I just did it because I was like, okay, cool. It's a job. Um, I love being fit myself. Let's help people. It's like when I started seeing how special it was when people lost 100 pounds or when people didn't have to get the surgery because they worked for it because I know that I worked for everything in my entire life. Nothing was handed to me. We didn't have much. My grandfather worked at Rockwell and um, my grandma worked at a grocery store just to make ends meet because they were raising me and I'm one of 31 cousins. Okay. So, and I'm wow. oldest of 31 wow. cousins. So it's like they did their best. So my grandfather instilled work ethic in me. You know what I mean? So it's mm -hmm. like, yeah, I kind of raised myself because I was alone a lot, but I always followed like the guidelines my grandfather right. gave me and my grandma gave me. Are they me, still so. around, Johnny? Yeah, thank God they're still around. Yeah, yeah. they're awesome people. Here in this, yeah, Mark they live in Milwaukee still. So, what is your grandfather's name? His name is Jerry. Jerry, Jerry Bridgewater, longtime Wisconsin umpire and yeah. Rockwell. Yeah. And your grandmother, Darlene. Darlene. So I'm hoping that they get a chance to listen to the show. Yeah, me too. Because they're they they are. You know, as a grandfather myself, mm -hmm. and both of us are, you worry about your grandkids a little bit. Yeah. You know, mine are younger and pastors are younger. And as they get older, and you hope that at the end of this journey, if they're going to get curious on some stuff, right, that they they mature and they figure it out, well, they're really proud of you right now, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, beyond. That's good. Did Jerry come work out at, at, uh, at yeah, your performance? I don't know. I'm going to have to give him some crap. He goes to... Uh... Rides his little recumbent bike at Experience Fitness. I Man, <laughs> you even, hey, you might give him a break on that yeah. cost too. Yeah. Well, Jerry and Darlene, you you should be proud because this is a really good young man. And uh, look, I and I say this a lot. I always want to know what my kids are like when they can't smell my cologne. Right. Yeah. I'm not around the corner. I'm not in the car with them. And uh, Jerry and Darlene, if you're listening, you did good. This is a young man that cares a lot about his community. Cares a lot about the people that he works with. And uh, you should feel really proud of, of what he's doing. He's Johnny Bridgewater, Bridgewater Performance. You can go to bridgewaterperformance.com. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk a little bit about um, Bridgewater Performance, some of the things you do, and then what some of the things you're doing for the Bucks, and some of the things you're doing with Generations Against Bullying. I want to talk to you about that. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone. An inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bayview Shade and Blind. 
Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner for Brookside Baptist Church. Our special in-studio guest, Johnny Bridgewater uh, from Bridgewater Performance, played uh, arena football for a while, and he opened up Bridgewater Performance a while back, but he has now moved locations. Where are you guys located? Uh, we're located in Highway 100. I call it uh, Franklin Corners because it's the uh, Hales Corners and Franklin border, uh, right across from Menards in that quick trip in Garden Plaza uh, sure. Strip Mall. Yeah, nice location. Yeah, it's good. I was looking at some pictures. I have not been there yet, but I will. I'm going to stop yeah. by there. Um, it's a beautiful space. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, we turned a empty space that was 12 years into this beautiful piece of art. I call it art. You walk in there, you feel like you're walking into, I don't even know what to call it. You know, it, it the feeling makes you want to work out. How long did it take you to, to, to from the time you closed and said, okay, this is the space we're going to have? Because I was at your other facility. Right. And um, it, look, I'm not saying anything that you'll be upset about. It wasn't right. the greatest looking place. Oh, no. It, you walked in the back dungeon. Right. Had to knock three times, wait one second, knock another time, <laughs> and then we let you in the back door. You, right. Secret right. knock. Yeah, Secret you know yeah. what? And I did. We knocked twice, and nobody came. And then we knocked three times, waited, <laughs> knocked, and then we got let in. Yeah. It was like a secret handshake, well, man. Well, right. Well, my question is then, when you got in, did he work you out? And then how long did it take for you to just I, be totally did, exhausted? I, wore, I wore him out, and he said, <laughs> yeah. he said no moss, no moss. I wasn't ready. I didn't, he wasn't I didn't, re- know, I didn't he, know what I let into he, my gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he had no idea a big boy like me could get after it so hard. No, absolutely not. How long did it take you then from the time you got you decided to, to turn this into what it is? Uh, so I made my decision to leave that space uh, June of last year, so 18, uh, when I found that place in Franklin. And, you know, it was almost like a blessing from God, too, because – I was going to sign another year there, and it was nice inside. Yeah. Um, at, to an extent, you know what I mean? And then you shared it with a baseball, with a baseball team. Yeah. You know, there was kind of baseball holes and some areas and this and that. We had our differences, and, but you know what? It worked for that time. And then um, I was just looking at Craigslist, as funny as it sounds, and I was like looking at warehouses and spaces and scrolling and scrolling. All of a sudden, it was like sports facility or gymnastics facility open now. Oh, I was like, whoa, what's the worst thing that can happen? I go look at it and hate it. And I reached out. Lady got back to me and met her there with uh, with one of my attorneys and just to look at the space. And I was like, I have to make this work. I, somehow, some way, I, I don't know how, but I'm going to try to make this work. And a week later, it ended up working out. And so let's say July 1st to March 1st when we opened and took to build it because construction I never want to deal with again. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I, yeah, horrible, right? Yeah. Just to get things done and, and yeah. the delays. And, and the hoops and the permits. and you know What do you, what do you have inside? I, I saw a basketball court. Yeah, we have right? a, a middle school-sized basketball court, which is 76 feet, um, college three, and then regular high school and middle school three-pointer. Uh, 75 by, so about 4,000 square feet of turf, a 3,000 square foot Olympic weight room at rigs and deadlift platforms and dumbbells and TRXs. And now we have an MMA cage where I started working with UFC champ or former UFC champ, Anthony Pettis to where 
his instructors and his team teach um, different martial arts out the back of the gym too. Wow, that's showtime. He's a Dominican crack. Yeah, he's he's. You say different? I'm just kidding. No, dude, I'm just kidding. He, he is. is he he's is. a different athlete. And I mean that in, uh, in a is. good way. He, he's a freak. Some of the stuff that that man can do. Yeah. We, we were actually messing around one day, and uh, I was like, hey, Biggie, who's one of his trainers, I said, hey, he said he's going to train me for a year, and then I'm going to fight you. And Anthony was messing around, and he, he barely uppercutted my rib. And, and I was like, yeah, I was just kidding. I'm never going to get I'm never going <laughs> to I was like, how did you do that? You barely touched me. And he's like, technique. It's just the angle and the proper, it's funny as it sounds, it's called an uppercut, right? Yeah. But you don't realize it's up and in the way he did it. And it wasn't even hard. And I was like, man, if you hit me really hard, I'd probably fall down and quit. Could Pastor, <laughs> Pastor Ken and I come over, get in the ring to, against oh, yeah. each other? Oh, yeah. yeah well, Mike, Mike's a big, th his big thing around here, Johnny, is he likes to shadow box everybody. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, he's hurt people here, shadow boxing them. That, and Jack Gardner, the production guy here, he messes <laughs> with me, and he's got quicker hands. But if I can take away the space, yeah, I've got him. Oh yeah, and yeah, he got a little dinged up, and he claims <laughs> I didn't do. But he, yeah, he was, yeah. he was, he, it's y'all playing stuff. I'm not messing with you. You're too young for me. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Well, that, you know what, Johnny? T I mean, that is one of the first concessions I've heard him make. I mean, usually if you were a pitcher, hey, I can, I can take you. You know, know why? Because they're all on the phone. You're looking me right <laughs> yeah. in the eye. Yeah, yeah, we're exactly. talking to Johnny Bridgewater, Bridgewater Performance. Go to BridgewaterPerformance.com. Hey, when you, the faith that you had in in, in our Lord and Savior uh, Jesus Christ, you had to have faith in order to make this leap to yeah. doing what you're doing. There, there's no doubt in my mind that he's been guiding your steps with us. Yeah, we started this whole campaign right now called Trust Us um, because there's us in the middle of trust. And if it wasn't for my faith or trust, I mean, none of this would have happened. I mean, there's been times in my life where, without getting into the crazy, crazy details, I, I made horrible decisions, um, whether it be drinking too much or, you know, doing things that— even though I know they're wrong, just do them. You know what I mean? You just, sometimes you just don't care uh, as humans. And at, even like the pastor said before, as Christians, we, we still sin and, and do things like that. It's just, I still sin every day. I'm not perfect, right? I, I, sometimes I look back, I'm like, man, why did I do that? However, the conviction's different. Oh, yeah, exactly. The, the, the feeling is, like when I do something wrong, I feel like this, like it's hard to swallow. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, it's different and you know, it's yeah. That's a, that's the work. That's the work of the Holy Spirit living within you to convict you. Not not, not just your conscience, right. but the Spirit of God. You know, bringing conviction to your heart and and soul when when you're not not doing what would honor and glorify Him. Right. And and, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, and I've just said I, I've been there. And if I want to fight God and say, well, you know what, I'm going to keep doing it, mm -hmm. I pay the price. Right. I lose, and I finally bow my knee and say, Father, forgive me. Uh, and confess that sin to him, and the great promises he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us, and we're back on when, right, right, right terms and Johnny, right relationship. When, when you said, "Hey, I still sin every day," look, I, you know, the Book of Ephesians, we talk about putting on the full body of armor every day. Mm -hmm. There are times that I that I sin before I get out of bed. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and and like you, I'm thinking, what am I doing? Like, what are you thinking? You know, you know better now. Right. You know, I I was born and raised in a Catholic school and catholic church and they gave me the bible and said don't open it just read it or we'll we'll tell you it's in it you don't have to read it we'll just carry it when we tell you to carry it 
And somebody on this show said this once. They said, look, I knew Jesus Christ. I knew him the same way I knew Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. I knew all the stories, right. but I had no relationship with him. And that's where I that's where I was coming from. You know, I I knew all the stories because I kept hearing them. And then they'd say, hey, you know what? The seniors coming around today. Carry this Bible and yeah. carry it straight. And then give it back to us because we don't want you looking in it. Well, that made no sense to me. That yeah. made absolutely no sense. And, you know, similar to you, mine was a little different where I was in with a pastor at Eastside Baptist Church. And I, I said, look, I can't do this stuff anymore. I can't live this way anymore. I need your help. And he said, look, this Bible is the only way I know how to help you. And I said, let's go. Let's go to work. And, and thank goodness and thank God for Pastor Darrell, who was at, at Eastside Baptist Church at that point. But he was like your waves. Yeah. That's what he was to me, Johnny. And think, look, where you are now, imagine if, if you would have been trying to put together this new facility without, without this faith that you have, without, without guidance from, from God. I, I don't know if this could have gotten done. I don't think so. I think I would have had a nervous breakdown because, like I said, I'm, we're still human. There was times I wanted to quit. There were times I cried. There were times I laughed. There were times I was like, I can't do this anymore. I, there were times I literally just wanted to get in my truck and drive down 36 and not stop. And you know what I mean? I just wanted to go until I couldn't go no more. And then have, call me when it's done, guys. You figure it out. Right. I mean, it, it caused... You know, a little tension with my wife and I because I would get there at 5 a.m. because I started doing stuff that I felt other people weren't doing fast enough. And then I would leave at 10 at night and it's like, hey, I never see you. And I'm like, hey, why don't you finally come help me? You know what I mean? Then mm-hmm. And then I sit back and and those are one of those moments like, what are you doing? And realize, well, you are helping me. You're taking care of three kids. You, you got food <laughs> right. on the table. You know what I mean, though? Like. Yeah. You're cleaning the house. You're not asking much of me. You're letting me build my dream because you believe in me and you're helping me not in front of me. That goes to another thing. Like just because you don't see it, that doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. Or that doesn't mean it's it's not there. You what know? is your wife's name? Her name is Alexandra. Alexandra. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? Thank God for her. Hey, yes. And and yes. look, Pastor and I talk about I'll kicking our coverage all the time. I haven't met her, mm-hmm. but I got a feeling y'all kicked your covers like we did, right? She's yeah. a little... T- yeah, she's a little too good looking for you. Way too good looking. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty good looking. Yeah, you're you know, so so. Yeah, I'm not like cover model like she is though. I'm like page seventeen in the <laughs> well, corner. Like, hey, there's a trainer. What, what page? What page you want, Pastor? Because whatever you're on, I'm right after you by a ways. So we, I don't want to get into what page page. <laughs> Why are you, Matt? He is Johnny Bridgewater again. Go to BridgewaterPerformance.com. Hey, real quickly, Generations uh, Against Bullying, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so, you know, that was kind of cool, too. So my uncle, uh, he's kind of got a cool story, too, where, you know, he spent a lot of time in the prisons and and not ministering. Like, he was a prisoner and, you know, in there found himself and had a lot, a lot of time to reflect on, holy cow, I was not that great of a person. He was actually on the Morning Blend uh not too long ago talking about this and reached out to um, a lady named Linda who started this Generations Against Bullying, which is almost like a curriculum they want to start getting in schools now. Instead of being a uh, bystander, like like we were talking about earlier, being an upstander, right? It's, it's almost like a police officer seeing a crime and not doing anything about it, right? So they want you to, they're trying to teach kids like, hey, if you see the bullying and you feel like it's wrong, they want you to intervene, but try to teach it as a curriculum because a lot of 
a lot of bullying young is learned behavior. You bet. You know what I mean? It's not like something some kid just wants to be mean or wants to be bullied. A lot of it is what that's what they see. So um, he reached out to me because he knows I do a lot of motivational speaking. Um, I've talked at NPS. I've done things like that. So uh, Generations Against Bullying, I'm a huge supporter. I'm actually on their board right now. I'm one of their national speakers. Um, if, if you go to gabnow.org, uh, G-A-B-N-O-W.org, you'll find me on there. And uh, a bunch of other people that have stories that just want to help these kids um, realize that it's bigger than school right now. It, there's a bigger picture. School's just a stepping stone to get to where you need to get to. So try to keep the kids out of trouble as well. Um, I did a talk at MPS six weeks ago, and then last week I got a message, you know, and it actually made me, like, really emotional because uh, my story's different when I get in depth and, you know, sometimes – I get embarrassed to say so, but I went and talked to these kids at MPS. So then the teacher reached out to me and said, hey, one of my students could have picked anybody, celebrity, politician, family member, to do a report on for somebody who inspired them, and she picked you. Mm. So I felt um, very honored and uh, excited that all my goal was to reach one person in my entire life. And I've reached many, but every time I go into a speech, I'm like, man, if just one person listens, uh, and the fact that she did a report on me, it should be done this week. They kind of keep updating me on it. I, I interviewed, uh, she interviewed me. I answered some questions and, uh, I don't know. It's just kind of cool. So there's this poster board project about me getting made right now. It's kind of cool. That's (laughs) really cool. And obviously when, you know, when, when you get in front of these kids and you start telling your story, um, Leroy Butler, who, you know, um, here and he and I he asked me can I come talk to your basketball team I said yeah well he got these you know these are Jeremy King who yeah. you know these kids all in a room and he gets up and starts telling his story about you know he he, he couldn't run couldn't walk couldn't for walk. six years yeah he yeah. had on those big braces and and where he lived and and how many you know they had 31 murders in 28 days yeah. in the projects in Jacksonville Jacksonville Florida and our kids, he spoke for an hour and 10 minutes, and they couldn't take their eyes off him. And because he just got down, he just said, look, I've been where some of you guys are at. I've, I've been hungry. I've been trying to find where am I going to eat today. And understand that you're going to be able to get through this. And he's got a really strong faith to his life. And he talked about that side of it and how his grandmother. And my favorite part, he said he got in the car one day, and he was crying because his kids were all making fun of him. And he said, Grandma, why are they doing that? And she said, don't worry about it. You know, the Lord gives everybody one special power. And he said, well, what's mine? And she said, yours is that you can deflect everything they're saying because what are you going to do in your life? He said, I'm going to play in the NFL. She said, the Lord's giving you the power to deflect all that nonsense and noise and don't worry about it because you're Leroy Butler. And, and that I'll never forget him telling that story. So similar to what you did to this girl, I, I think it's awesome, man. She's doing a report yeah. on you. And, and when you walked out of there that day, you had no idea. I had no clue. You know, I saw, you know, it was cool, though. You walk in NPS, and they're probably just like, oh, great, some other person that they're trying to bring in here to talk. You know, you can see the guard up on a lot of their faces. And, you know, about 10 minutes into about my 45-minute talk with them, about 95% of them were so engaged. And then the que- like almost everybody had a question too. And I always leave times for like Q&A at the end. And they're raising their hands. They were interested. It, it, I don't know. It was cool to see. Man, that's awesome. He's Johnny Bridgewater again. Bridgewater Performance 
Uh, you can go to bridgewaterperformance.com for more information. we got to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue and we'll wrap this show up. This has been a good one. He's a good. He's a really good young man doing a lot of good work in this uh, community. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Fella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church, my co-host, our special in-studio guest, Johnny Bridgewater, Bridgewater Performance. Go to bridgewaterperformance.com for more information. Hey, we only have a few minutes this segment, boys, and I had touched on that first segment about you doing some work. The Bucks reached out, and you're doing some work for the Milwaukee Bucks. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, one of the Bucks rim rockers actually is one of my trainers. Uh, so that's kind of how the connection started to where – Hey, can we practice at your gym sometime? You know, let's try to work a deal out where, you know, maybe we get you some tickets here and there and, you know, they can come practice at your facility and we can do like a rim rocker boot camp and things like that. So uh, his boss reached out to me and said, hey, we'd like to invite you down. My wife and I got this timeout. We got Bucks tickets for game five against the Celtics when they won. Then the next day, they invited us to the arena and gave us this private tour. And it was so cool because I couldn't believe we got there at like 1030 in the morning and they already had the court almost up. And then they were setting up for, I believe, which was Cher, which was that Sunday concert. But the cool part is, is it, no idea about, they had no idea I did motivational speaking. They had, all it was, was the partnership of um, Bridgewater, uh, with Bridgewater performance. Yeah. performance and the Rim Rockers. And, you know, we're going through this tour with the with the head of, guy of entertainment and, you know, I start talking about, oh, yeah, this would be cool. You know, I've done motivational speaking to some of the kids who are in the junior rim rocker program. Uh, I forget what they call them now. Uh, uh, long story short, they they dunked with the Bucks the night before. And he goes, wait a minute, you do motivational speaking? He goes, we get that all the time when we go do entertainment things. Like, do you guys have anybody that could give us talk or anything on life or things like that? And he goes, would you be interested in doing that? And I said, what do you mean? Would I be interested? Sign me up. And he goes, that's awesome. He goes, anytime we get gigs, now you're going to be our guy for the entertainment team. So now I've been blessed to be thought of to when it's requested, I'm the Bucks man now for motivational speaking and things like that. Did, can you imagine, think about Johnny Bridgewater 15 years ago. Yeah, sorry. And if I, told, <laughs> if I said, hey, Johnny, let me tell you what's going to be happening in your life 15 years from now, that's that makes you laugh. Yeah, it does, actually. I mean, I had no... You know what's cool, though? Like, I, it's, as dumb as it sounds, last year we went to uh, Burlington, I think it was like Chocolate Fest or something like that, my wife and I. I had no Bridgewater performance stuff on, and a bunch of kids came up and wanted to take a picture with Coach Bridgewater. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of cool you know yeah. what i mean like i'm i'm god gave me the ability to change kids lives and you know i was telling there's this kid that plays for my aau team right now his name's Tayshawn bridges the kid's the number two kid in the country for the class of 2024 the stuff that kid can do is amazing and i'm doing my best right now to make sure that he stays on a straight path got a call from his mom i know this is a little off topic i just want to hit on it real quick um 
thankful for everything I've done for him because you normally people do stuff for him to get something back or hoping that if he makes it to the NBA or whatever, but she feels that it's so sincere and genuine. I really just want to keep this kid on track so he can have something that I didn't have right. because he has potential. And I felt like so did I. And, you know, I, I don't want to say mistakes. My choices. Because uh, I'll never consider my son a mistake, but he was a poor choice at that time, you know. But I also am pro-life, so he's with me now, and I thank God because he's also going to be a Division One athlete, I think, for football if he keeps his mind right. It's good. To, yeah, that's uh, good, so I'm Johnny. telling you, you know, he uh, – I told you he'd bring it, didn't I? Yeah. I, Ta- I told you he'd bring it. Yeah. And End of the show, what do you yeah. like asking uh, these guys? So tell us, you know, since it's a sports show here, right. tell us uh, your most exciting moment in football. When maybe you intercepted the pass, ran it back, or whatever you did, or you separated the ball put carrier the, from put, the ball. Put the and, guy in the stands in yeah. one of the arena so, games. So it actually, like if you want to talk about my most famous, not famous, my most proud moment was actually not even in arena football. Uh, it was during... Uh, it's like some semi-pro league, outdoor league in California. I played for the Orange County Jaguars. So basically, if you played arena in the spring, you played outdoor mm-hmm. in the fall. Right. That's kind of how it, were, it rolled. And I played with some pretty tough guys. And the other team would just not stop talking. I'm like, I, I can't take it anymore. I swear I felt like the water boy. It, the funniest part. <laughs> and this, I got the nickname for a while, water boy. Uh, because literally was like belligerently screaming blitzing hit the quarterback picked up the ball walked in the end zone ran <laughs> not a proud moment but best moment ran over to their head coach and handed him the ball and ran back to my <laughs> sideline <laughs> See, it, was, any, was anybody chasing you back over to your sideline no but i did get a flag <laughs> yeah, that's all right and, uh, <laughs> it felt good didn't it <laughs> yeah and and then i and i stood in between uh this guy named dion who played for fresno state they actually retired his jersey number in high school too he's pretty tough uh and this guy named nate turner who played in the nfl for six years for uh chargers was like hey listen I'm walking in between you guys when we shake hands. I don't want anything to happen to me. Yeah, it was kind of funny. That, there you go. Yeah, I have uh, that same thing happened to me in when I was playing in the Turkey Bowl, my family's Turkey Bowl. <laughs> I got a pick and I went and handed it to. No, I didn't do any of that stuff. Are you kidding me? Hey, last thing, um, Pastor, and this is more for you. We talk about like I, I said earlier in the show. Tony Dungy talks a lot about platforms. And, and the Lord has blessed Johnny Bridgewater with an, an incredible platform to be able to spread the word. And uh, he's, he's, he's going about his business, man. Yeah. We've had several guys that I think God's given a platform. You know, Bobby Richardson. You know, uh, I mean, a lot of the Yankees come back, you know, and say, hey, I want you to do my funeral. You know, he's not, his kids are pastors, but he's not a pastor. But he did Mickey Mantle's funeral. And then you uh, got Bobby Bowden, you know, who had a huge impact on Leroy. You know, and, uh, you know who he's for, you know who Johnny's friends with Marcus Hannell. Oh yeah, you know Marcus, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, first generation. Get up on the mountaintop with us and 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 preach the. the, the... And Marcus is a guy I'll never forget because he's in here in studio, and he just went off on religion. That he, did he went off he on religion hard. that they don't. Nobody told me that Jesus Christ alone could take away my sin. They're telling me everything, I, and I mean, he, <laughs> I, I remember that, that session. He went hard after religion. And he was not happy that no, he didn't he, know about it. No, he and was not of, happy. A lot of people say, hey, you know, what religion are you? Or, you know, I, I know yeah. you're, you know, you're this, you're that. I, I said, I don't know what you're talking about. They're like, well, what do you mean? I said, I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, 
I don't, that's the rule book I follow, the Bible. I don't, you know, and no disrespect to any anybody else, but I, uh, I don't have to go to get confirmed to marry my wife. Now, I know equally yoked is a huge thing, but believing that Jesus died for your sins and, and letting him into your heart is equally yoked. I don't want to take a class. I, you know, I, and I stop know. me if I'm going no, on, you you're know, not, wrong. No, you're like, not. But we, I, you know what, and I'm sorry, yeah. but we got we to get out. Uh, yeah, no, I'm that's afraid. all right. But I, I, I'm just telling you that, that um, Jerry and Darlene should be really, really proud of you. Yeah, and uh, I second that. I yeah, second that. Go to bridgewaterperformance.com. This is a young man that, uh, I look, I, he's going to be a friend of mine now for a while. I'm going to... I don't know if he's got enough weight in that gym for me, but I'll I'll give it a shot. I can put some on order. You got to put some on order. Notice I got I got to talk smack, Pastor. You do. You I gotta do. Talk. You know what, Mike? I love it. I love it. And, I, and Johnny will take it on totally with you. Yeah, he. You know what? He can handle that, guys. Thanks a lot, Johnny. It's great to see you. Yeah, this John. is Faith likewise, in the Zone likewise. on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.